0: Rabbi Shohli Sadri, Sirri Amri, Wahle Al-Bottatin, Nisani, Yafqa, Wawli, Amma, Ba'ath, Assalamu Alaikum Warahmatullahi Wabarakatuh. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, you will pray some Hi everyone, I hope you are good and well, in good health and imam of faith, inshallah. And inshallah in today's episode, and it's a book review, and I haven't done it for a while, so I've been reading this book, excellent book, called Mastering Fear, by Brendan Weber who's a, an ex-Navy SEAL, who's now the CEO of a media company and a TV commentator. He shares his experience in military combat and business. And the book is co-authored with another writer called John Manner. And they basically share five practical steps on how to develop courage. And mashallah, you know, I've been thinking about a while now, like how do you develop personal courage? the ability to be able to you know face our fears or face the challenges of the unfamiliar or the unknown most of our common fears are all traced back to the you know unknown or unfamiliar so anytime we want to make changes a step out of our conversation it means naturally that we are going into uncertainty unfamiliar the unknown so in whatever and also there's whatever whatever common through all have fears is well fear is a natural human instinct or impulse, right? If we all have a fear of some of us have fear of flying, some of us have fear of in dark places, hives, drowning, public speaking, spiders. But the most common ones are of course death and stuff like that, and they say your yeah, own mind. <laughs> so you have to to get to know yourself as well because that's why sometimes we are afraid to go deep inside of ourselves because it's unknown so we mostly stay in the service area right and also some of us maybe have the fear of and he mentions here in the book that some of us maybe have a fear of not finding the right person in our lives so we have the fear of dying lonely and alone so this is just natural Everybody's afraid of something, right? Basically he shares five practical steps on how to develop courage and quote He says that mastering fear is not about becoming physically strong or tougher or more macho or more aggressive. It's about learning how to identify and change the conversation in your head. It's about the battleground in your mind. It's about your relationship with fear. And the countless situations that you will face. And the facts that in those situations. Fear can hold you back. Or it can fuel you and liberate you. And he ask the question. So what are you afraid of? And then he goes on to ask some of the things that I've just mentioned. But the reason why I'm interested in this. Because for a while now. Since, since making positive changes requires us to go into the unfamiliar or the unknown. I've been wondering like. How do we develop personal courage, right? And investigating, like like I mentioned before, like the, role our mind, the key role our mindset and motivation plays in our ability and willingness to change. So I'm always interested in the mindset and investigating and examining and, because I'm deeply interested in the emotional side of the human experience. So if we always want to learn, grow, right, which will enhance our happiness, well-being, um, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically, of course. Then it means we have to always um, face challenging and fearful situation because it's gonna kind of unknown or unfamiliar if we haven't done this before, right? So this book is excellent, and and basically in the first in the introduction, he tells the story of his friend, who's uber successful, highly successful, well accomplished, uh, man in like in terms of his uh, his uh, He's done a lot of businesses, he's traveled, he's in his uh, venture capitals and everything. Then he discovered that this particular friend of his called Kamal, he realized that he has a fear of swimming, fear of water. So he used to jokingly, he wind him up about it. So one day he decided to do something about it and he offered his friend, he I will teach you to overcome the fear of swimming. And so many other people have tried to, but he who's been a military man he's got this technique these five practical steps. So he teaches us his method, these five practical steps, on how to develop courage through the story and the narrative of his friend and how he taught him to overcome his fear of swimming and now this particular friend loves swimming right And so in the, in, in the first chapter he tells us the roadmap and that how the battle is all in our mind. And he explains it, how if we can win the battle in our mind, then we can overcome any fear. And like I mentioned, he said, fear is about identifying and changing the conversation in your head. Right? And if you think about it, like I mentioned before, your life today is because of your thinking yesterday. And your life tomorrow will be because of your thinking today. Or put it another way, if we don't change something in our thinking, it's very hard to change something in our behavior, right? So... If he, if any type of fear is holding us back, then we need to get into the habit of facing it and, as he mentions, it, embracing it and harnessing it as a fuel. So, he teaches us the mental skills and in terms of tactics and strategies, and he shares exercises on that we can do. So, basically, his five steps consist of this. The first one is decision. That chapter is all about decisions and the importance of making a firm, committed decision. Not from just service level, but from a soul-searching, deep reflection on decision. And he says that a power, one of the most powerful abilities we have, is a decided mind. So you have to acknowledge your fears, and then you have to make a decision to face it. So and he goes on about and teaches us in techniques of how we can learn to make good decision and become a better decision maker in terms of learning to listen to our gut feeling. And also, when not to listen to our gut feelings and listen to what well, you know the advice for other people. So, he says that it's a skill. So, he teaches us the techniques and the tactics on how to make good decisions. And then, the second one and um, technique, um, or his second practical step is rehearsal. He says that once you've made a decision to face your fees, then he says you need to rehearse. And prepare and train yourself to be able to do what you need to do. This remind me of a quote I've been sharing recently with family and friends. If you say, Bob, the fastest man in life, has trained a lifetime, meaning like twenty over 20 years, he's trained and prepared himself so that he can run just under 10 seconds. Now, I say What about us? How much training and preparation do we need to do? For what could be our finest hour on earth. We're better here after life. So it means that whenever. Once you've made a firm decision to do something. Then you need to rehearse. Meaning you have to practice, train and prepare. So that you can develop the knowledge and the experience. And the skills to be able to help you to accomplish that goal. So he he goes on telling great stories. And tactics and strategies in here as well. Third practical step. That he shares with us is learning to let go. He tells the story that when people want to catch a monkey in Asia, what they do is they dig up a hole, small hole, then they put a, a coconut in it. And then what they do is the monkey comes along, puts his hand inside the hole to get the coconut. But guess what? With his hand and the coconut, he can't pull it out. Now, all the monkey has to do is just let it go and he can run for his freedom. But instead, he doesn't. He holds on tight to that coconut, right? So, he gets caught. He says, like us as well, we need to let go. Sometimes we stay in dead-end relationships, dead-end jobs, dead-end this, dead-end that. Everything, just because it's our comfort zone. And he tells the story, for example, of his friend who came out and who is teaching swimming. when he he prepared him and trained him how to swim, he still wanted to hold on to the wall. So he says, what's your wall? What do you hold on to? And he says that you have to learn to let go. Just like the monkey, if he let go of that coconut, he could have had his freedom. But instead, like like the monkey, we also need to let go of whatever we're holding on tight to in our comfort zone so we can go for something greater. And and of course, that's the whole point of making a decision rehearsing and I'm preparing so that when it comes time so that when you train yourself that you are ready to let go because then you want to go for that great goal, right so and all that comes down to of course how much we want to and how much of a decided mind we already made the decision and preparation right so he tells that chapter of how sometimes we stay in like i said in dead end jobs and dead end dead end relation and he tells the story how he had the He he had a high-paying job that was paying him $200,000 a year, right? He had a high-paying executive job. He let that go so he can start a blog and now a media blog, which is now worth millions of pounds. He let go of his family and his friends and he was crazy for, you know, letting go of a high-paying $200,000 a year job to start a blog. It's our business. He said, like the monkey, he had to let go and he hasn't regretted. it. So sometimes we have to learn to let go of the dead end jobs, dead end relationships, something greater. Whatever your coconut is. <laughs> and in the fourth, the fourth practical step is just jumping off. Jumping off is his step. Once you've made the decision, once you've rehearsed, and once you have decided to let go, you need to learn to jump off. And this is a he says one of the most this is why he says one of the most powerful ability you have is a decided mind because that's when we go for a leap of faith. And he says that having a clear and definitive decision gives you access to resources that you will not be able to tap into otherwise. And he says that courage is one, strength is the other. And he says that when it comes to jumping off and taking a leap of faith, he said you gotta have something to hold on to. So as a Muslim, like you put your trust into Allah, in Allah, and in obviously in here he mentions that if you, obviously if you're a religion like us and we just put our trust in Allah, but he also mentions that like in the military, they put their trust in their training, preparation, and skills, right? So um, if you've been rehearsing and practicing and preparing, uh, you're going to be ready to let go, and you're going to be it's going to be much more easier to jump off. And you've made you've made a one hundred percent commitment. So and again, he tells us exercises. And then, last but not least, the fifth step, uh, fifth practical step is know what matters. And he go tells us exercises and great stories again to make it come alive. That he says you've got to have clarity on what matters in your life. He says if you don't have clarity on what matters or what's important to you, he said fear will always hold you back. But once you have clarity on what matters and what is important to you, then he said it's easier to face your fears, it's easier to embrace it, and it's easier to enhance it. So, aimed at the five steps. So, inshallah, this book called Mastering fee by Brandon Weber, who's an extra-military man. And I'm investigating, and inshallah, I'll be sharing with you more in mindset types of books, inshallah, and how we can develop a good mindset, positive mindset, look. Fear, anger, following our desires are all, you know, habits that will always hold us back. So we've got to learn how to overcome it. And of course, this is an emotional habit, just like we can break any habits, of course. And we can break our emotional habits. And my own personal story, and I, using some of these techniques and stuff like this, I've overcome my f- fear of public speaking. What I'm saying is you have to learn to overcome them and this. it. Uh, emotional habits and we can overcome them anytime but I also want to tell you a little story recently a young brother came to me and said to me look and he was offered the chance to lead the prayer in Ramadan so he's come to me and he said look and I want to take this opportunity but the thing is every time I practice I've noticed that I'm getting really nervous and anxious and then I end up and I end up being not being able to recite or remember the Quran Obviously, that's the thing. Is If you get nervous or anxious, obviously, it's going to affect your performance, right? And your ability to do something. So, I told him, look. So, I just shared with him a little technique that I learned called Imagineering. And I've shared that with you before in the episode where I talked about the psychology of thinking and picture. So, I said, look. What you need to do is you need to, every night before you go to bed, you need to imagine yourself leading the tarawih. So, picture the Masjid. Picture yourself leading the Taraweeh and then start reciting the Quran. Keep the picture or image in your mind. Keep playing the movie. And then, before you go to bed and straight after you wake up, do like five minutes of just mental movie of imagining yourself leading the Salat. Because our mind doesn't distinguish what's real and what's imagined. So, since we can't define, sometimes the imagery the imageries and the movies that scare us, are stories that we've heard from other people or they're just negative experiences that we've had from the past. So he mentions that like they're just echo chambers. You can see echo chambers that are just playing from the past and he tells great stories about that. So you have to learn to, you know, make sure that the films and the movies and the imagery that you play in your head are ones that you want. Because remember, everything good in our life starts from positive thinking, positive self-talk, And imagery, right? Positive imagery. Imagining a few better future, right? And having a better vision or a dream of a better future, right? So anyway, I told him that's one technique. That's one technique I share with you. The other technique I share with you is to use language. So to say, you know, to put your trust in Allah. So you put your trust in Allah. There's no strength of power except our last so this, that's, that self-talk when you're telling yourself that they call that coping affirmation so you deal with the nervousness and the energy to deal with that and that's the second technique the third technique I've used him is what they call a the box breathing I'll talk about this more in future episodes but you can google it or youtube box breathing this is where you learn how to get into a good breathing habit so once you do that you learn to calm yourself once you develop a good breathing happy and the right breathing habits and techniques then you learn to calm yourself down and you'll be able to have a more presence of mind and you'll be able to keep the nervous and anxious more as you know keep it down while you'll be able to deal with it so inshallah book remember it's called master and fear by Brandon Weber. Inshallah, if you can get it, it'll be great. And you'll be able to learn a lot of things from it. Especially if you want to develop personal courage and the strength. And to face your fears. And also learn the tactics and techniques or the mental skills, Inshallah, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alamin, all praise and all thanks to Allah. Guys, that's it for today's episode, Inshallah, And please do remember that the habits of the heart, habits of the mind, habits of the soul and the habits of the body do matter. They shape our existence, and our future in this life and the hereafter. And you don't decide your future. You decide your habits. And your habits will decide your future. Please always keep that in mind. And please, if you find this beneficial, do me a favor and share it with family and friends. And until the next episode, inshallah, take care. And I wish you success in this life and the hereafter. And I ask Allah to give us all. Rabbana atina fidunya hasanata ufil akhirat hasanata wa qina nar Oh Allah, give us good in this life and day after. and safeguard us from the punishment and the hellfire. Ameen. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.